Hello and welcome to another episode of What High School Did You Go To? I'm Gabe Diverge. And I'm Chris Hatfo. We are back. We're after back. Lone departure. Better than ever. Uh, we are back in our homes. Chris has been, Chris came to Louisville. You, you went everywhere. You went to Louisville. You went to Texas. It's not ideal, but yeah, that's what's been happening. Um, went home, got married. Back you got married. Montana. Congrats. Yeah, that, that did happen. So we, you just mentioned it. We, I wasn't even going to tell you that I wanted to talk about it, but we do have to talk a little Andy Bashir before we get started on our I guess what's intended to be a basketball preview. My question I want to ask you right now is if you had to put a percentage chance on Andy Bashir being reelected, what would it be? Uh, I was going to throw a complete curveball at you. I'd say 35 to 40%. Okay. That's, I think that's a good amount. I think, um, and it's like all depends. What, what, what do you make? Runs against. Right, right, and it's it's impossible to even even tell that right now. But what do you make of not today, not only today, but just the reaction in general over the last two weeks of kind of because it 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 feels like for me I'm in a different place now, so I don't I don't feel it as much. Not being watching local news and things like that as much as I used to. I still read the Courier Journal pretty frequently, but for me, like I feel like the tide and the reaction to Annie Bashir has went from Annie Bashir is great. And then obviously everybody <laughs> protesting Andy Bashir and all these things. And now we're in a, a weird place over the last few weeks where I feel it's it's more mixed than it's ever been. And that's on both sides of the right. aisle, um, Republicans and Democrats. I'm curious w- what you kind of make of all that. I do think that it's one of those types of things that um, <sighs> I think a small amount of people on both sides are the loudest people. And I think probably you're looking at 60 to 80% of people don't really, it's not that they don't care either way. It's that they're kind of just going about their business. I don't think, you know, and I think, I mean that on both sides and I think I understand it's, it's sort of one of, it's almost like sort of the same situation that Greg uh, Fisher is in Louisville. It's, you know, he's getting pushed on both sides. You know, I mean, now people on the left um, hate his guts for good reason. And people on the right think he's not been good enough to the police. He's not been nice enough and and supportive enough of the police, uh, which is fun. Um, So I think it's, I think it's basically the same thing. It's, you know, people, you know, they see what's happening around. Um, there was the the Supreme Court case that came out, and I think a lot of people were like, "Oh, that's what he's been waiting for." So he's now going to come out with it, and then he says, "That's not what I'm waiting for," and then immediately says Monday, "Okay, I'm going to say something on Wednesday if it doesn't get worse." But what I realized was before Monday and Wednesday, you had uh, Ohio who I think he looks to all the time. He looks to, to the governor DeWine because he's a Republican governor and it's a bordering state. And he can sort of say, Hey, look at them. You know, they're a Republican governor. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to just say that I'm a Democrat doing this. Um, and then also kind of a bunch of other states have kind of seen it. And I think Indiana's numbers going up. I know a lot of people locally who, we're kind of doing their own thing, but they kind of have seen Indiana's numbers and been like, man, that's, that's kind of wild. It's a good thing. It's not happening here like that. <laughs> um, but I, my, my the, I, I, 
I think if you listen to the people who are anti-shutting down businesses in any way, shape or form, um, I think you'd think that that percentage is down to 10 or 15%. But honestly, I do believe that once we get out of this and we look back and we say, okay, the places that were hurt the worst, you know, New York, North Dakota, South Dakota, uh, Wisconsin, and we're going to be saying, we're going to compare things and it's not going to be, you know, that's, it's, it's not going to be Kentucky and people are going to be happy about that to some degree. Yeah. I think that's, that's kind of what I'm most curious about is, is how much of a, I would hate to put it into these, these terms, but I'm just kind of putting the black and white terms. How much of a political win is that for him? Like, is he ever going to be able to really feel that win? I mean, are, are people just going to look at it and be like, you know, coronavirus wasn't that serious. Well, we'll see. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, that's I think true. that's what I think that's easily what can happen. I've it's really curious to me how how he's kind of navigated through this because I I get some of the criticism and I'm, and I'm guilty of criticizing him too because sometimes it just emotion hits and and that's what happens. But right. I, I know why he navigates the way he is because he's a Democratic governor in the state of Kentucky. <laughs> let, let, let's be real: the things he does and the way he acts are. are he has to act that way because he's a Democrat in the state of Kentucky. Of I've seen it, seen it here a little bit with, well, when Steve Bullock was governor in the state of Montana from, from afar, just, just dip my toes in a little bit. <laughs> um, but the, yeah, that's, I mean, that's a question for me is like when you want to look, you know, whether it is, I would say optimistically, maybe the fall of next year, is he going to be able to look back at this and have some type of political win? Is he going to be say, yeah, I did this better than a lot of States. You're welcome. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I guess know? the thing is, I guess the thing is he's, I don't think he's that type of person. And I, I do no, think, I, I, I don't think he is, but I think that has to be some type of consideration. There has to be some type of consideration and maybe there will be. And, and I've noticed him. I mean, he talked a lot today about the vaccines and he's used a lot of that news over and over again, talking about the vaccines, talking about that stuff. But also I think another thing I, I, I noticed um, is he's, he's been, I think he's, he's presented things in a way um, that's trying to be inviting to Republicans, but I think we'll see what happens in January. I mean, January, we'll see how far it can go with him actually, you know, how much stuff is, is going to stay, how much power is he going to have after Republicans try and, and, and repeal things away. And I think legitimately, I, I mean, I think legitimately that, there will be pushback from the left. There will be pushback from people, you know, being upset, being angry. And um, yeah, I, I, it, it, the, the democratic party here is, is not in great shape. And I don't know if that changes between now and 2022. Um, yeah. But I do think that, that you, you know, I, I do think that there's enough people doing enough good work um, that it could have an impact and, and maybe blunt some of what happens over the next year. Um, in, in, in the general assembly. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, the, the, the perspective of, of not living in Kentucky has, uh, it's almost made me more interested in what's going on in Kentucky. Politically. <laughs> uh, but it, it, it's, it's really strange, but yeah. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, it's, it because, was because we take a look at like what happened in the presidential election. We're not the first to point this out, but just how much it was kind of like reciprocal on, on what happened in the state of Kentucky with, with Matt Bevin and Andy Bashir being elected and things right. of that nature. And it, it's, it, I don't know. It's just super interesting. Oh, it's fascinating. And I don't know. I think a lot, I think a lot about the fact that, you know, 
how how bad would this be if Bevins here? You know, like we probably would have a mass mandate. So, right. Yeah. I, I, we, we talked about that the other day. I'm pretty sure we wouldn't have the mass mandate. I came back on that. I think I was like, maybe, maybe we wouldn't, but then I look at South Dakota and I'm like, yeah, we'd probably just end up right like them. And like the thing about South Dakota is like, and the thing, uh, you know, that Bevin would be talking about Trump and Trump still like, it's like, Oh, the election was stolen from him. Like, you know, that's like Bevin would be the number one dude on that. Like he would, be a polarizing he would yeah. be all about that. And like, for example, I saw a South Dakota's governor who, you know, literally, and, and Bashir was not like exaggerating. I saw, I saw this several other places that it's literally the deadliest place to live with COVID in the world. And and that's yeah. like nuts. And you like their governor today, the first thing they said was they were talking about election results and social media. And I was like, that's just what are you saying? Like, that's I mean, the I, first I, I, thing. Like, people are dying, girl. Like, come on. What are you thinking? I've traveled, I've traveled through that state <laughs> three times in the last year. And going from there to Colorado in the same day is legitimately like going to a different country. <laughs> I mean, it, it's in the middle, in the middle. And I want to want to say I didn't really do any of these these things just leisurely. I wasn't trying to travel across the country. I did it for a job um, because I had to. <laughs> but going through those two states and and seeing how differently they approach a pandemic is just absolutely mind blowing. Like yeah. it is. And, and you know, it the moment you were in there, you go to a gas station in South Dakota and you go to a gas station in Colorado, you know it instantly. But anyway. We can move on. <laughs> um, Chris, we're going to talk about the Louisville basketball season that is approaching quickly. We're also going to talk a little bit of football and probably some laughs in between. <laughs> so, uh, well, let's hit the intro. I've missed it, buddy. Let's hit it. <laughs> Coming to you from inside the Waterson Expressway. Greatness started in It's the only podcast that misses cahoots. This is What High School Did You Go To? With your hosts, Chris Hatfield and Gabe DeVerge. And we're back, Chris, to talk about all the things we've missed um, but since the last time we spoke, which I think primarily at this point has been the subsequent failures of Louisville collegiate football team. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot of emotion, man. A lot of emotion. A that's lot what of you said. That, that's what you said when we were, we were talking about it before and you, that, that's where we left it. Now it's just like, that's perfect, man. There's a lot of emotion on both ways. So the Louisville uh, men's football team still only has one or two, two wins, one in conference play. Um, they have, there's a lot of interpretations of how they've played. Uh, they, you know, they probably should have beaten, you know, the number two team in the country, Notre Dame. Uh, they've, they've been in just about every game except for, I think, what would you say? I think Pitt honestly is the game they were like the most out of, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I never felt like they were very much in Georgia tech either, but then again, that that's true. The day, but that I, game was the day before my wedding too. So that's I, true. I didn't, I, I'm looking at the schedule now and I, I didn't even think about Georgia tech, but no, yeah. you're, I think you're absolutely right there. Georgia tech, probably the biggest, uh, they were in it with, with Miami for most of the game. Yeah. Um, 
And now they uh, they have three games left in schedule. They play Syracuse, Wake Forest, and Boston College, which they've they've changed that Boston College day like three times, which is funny. Um, playing Syracuse on Friday um, here at home. Uh, what what is your thought, Chris? What has gone wrong for you? What do, what are you seeing that's going wrong for Louisville football? I just think basically all the breaks they had last year, they're getting the opposite of them this year. Um, that, I mean, that's a huge part of it for me. I kind of outlined a little bit on, you know, just, just how bad their offense has been, but not necessarily how bad they've been executing. It's how badly they've executed the fundamentals, whether it's fumbling interceptions, tackles for loss. And I think, I mean, I don't know. I think Makai Beckin is missed. I don't know how much he's missed and i don't know i think that's the best way you can quantify a lot of things <laughs> with this team is i don't know how much this means or how much this means or how much this means but i do know that the defense has improved from the beginning of the season and the offense has regressed Definitely. and that that's shocking <laughs> yeah we came into this season really I mean, hoping for some improvement on defense. Um, and, and we seem to be getting at this one, even while the defense has been, you know, decimated in some ways by COVID, um, which has been, you know, a, a healthy surprise, something I've, I've been pleased about, but you're right. It's, it's, um, it's all about the failures on offense. You had, um, you know, you had a few stats, I believe you said, you know, Louisville's the only team to one uh, of like the only team in, in, in the past. I think, 10 it, was years six, I think so. it was six, six fumbles, um, double digits, interceptions and over 50 tackles allowed for a loss. They're the only team that have, that this season has that. Um, and but they're also they're, averaging like seven yards per play. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, 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 it's bizarre. It's basically like, you know, if you can throw a pass and they can complete it and they can hold on to the bar, ball, it's probably going to be a pretty good play. But it's everything in between there. It's can the pass get off um, and then can he catch it and then can he hold on to the ball? Um, so, yeah, man, it's it's weird. It's weird. It's just it's so weird for a lot of reasons. Um, I think like we kind of get into this this conversation about how much does it mean because of coronavirus and, right. and things like that. And that's, what's fascinating to me because like a lot of people want to want to throw out this season completely, or they want to say that the season, you know, you can't throw it out at all and everything is what it is. And I think it's just somewhere in between. I, I don't think you can possibly look at what's going on with this team and say it means nothing. But then again, I don't think you can look at like, you know, the absences and say that that also means nothing. So it's a really difficult place to be. And it's a difficult thing to talk about because it's really hard to be strongly opinionated on something, I think. Definitely. And we're such a weird place. And I keep telling people this, you know, it's like if if it, this is all made so much more complicated because last season was such a just a, a raging success and if last season you know yeah. Louisville as you mentioned at the top Louisville is got so many breaks last season they were 3 and 0 in games that were that were decided by one score or less they're 0 and 3 this year in games decided by one score or less and even just like the the little things like like the Wake Forest game uh, who was the, I can't even think of the backup quarterback that came in the game. Why is the name? Evan Conley. Evan Conley comes in the game and, right. you know, fourth down runs it in for a touchdown. Like, yeah. That's, that stuff just that, like, that, it's that bonkers doesn't stuff. happen. Yeah. 
so I think I, I think everyone maybe maybe the issue expectation wise is we attribute a lot of that success, which I, I mean, there was success to be attributed to Satterfield, but we attributed maybe too much of its success to him and thus ruined our expectations for the season. I mean, I'll admit it. I, I wasn't, I wasn't saying ACC turn ACC championship or bust. I wasn't saying it. Was I thinking it sometimes at night after drinking a few <laughs> beers? I was, <laughs> I was I mean, excited. I had, I had expectations of beating Miami. I had um, expectations of beating Miami. I did not expect this team to, you know, to do everything, but I expected them definitely to do more than what they've done. So it's, it's a bummer, man. It's, it's, it's a true bummer. So it's just brings- tough because you don't really, we'll go ahead, what you were going to say. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, it's just, it's just really tough because you, you still find yourself in this position of what do you think about Scott Satterfield? That's Is he the guy? <laughs> and I, I figured that's the direction you were going to go down. And I think like the thing that the biggest, like, one specific thing that I can point to that concerns me the most is there has been a trend even last season. And now it's been a little bit more prominent this season of mobile being overpowered and over physical and out tough in a lot of games. And that worries me a lot. And I think it was most, most like shining against Kentucky last year. Um, but we've seen it in different moments from here to there. Uh, maybe I've seen it a little bit against Virginia tech. I saw it against Miami for sure, yeah. where it seems like the other team is just tougher. And that's, that's a bad trend. Um, and, and that's the one thing I can point to that. It seems a little bit more consistent from season to season that I can say and look to and say, Hey, that bothers me a little bit. I get what you're saying. So, you know, and I definitely agree, you know, these weird blowout loss. I mean, like Pitt, like Pitt, like Georgia Tech, I don't, I think you're right. But for some reason, the Pitt game really stands out to me as a game that we really like lost. Yeah. It was a game that Louisville really lost. It wasn't won by the other team. And and the other games, I think you can attribute, you know, the other, the other some of the other losses to much better teams. Um, So I think I keep thinking about, how poorly, you know, you're right. Like that exact, like it almost felt like they gave up in some way, shape or form. in some of those times, um, I do think that line play is something that is a big issue for this team. And uh, it, I mean, the, the D line is, is stepping up a little more. I mean, I think it's been more of the secondary that's really kind of pulled things out in the past couple of weeks, personally. Um, but that's those are positions that we knew when Scott Satterfield got here at the beginning of last season. We knew those were positions that were there was a dearth of talent. You know, they had obviously on the offensive line, um, you know, they had the stud left tackle. But outside of that, there wasn't a ton to be super excited about. And that is something that they have, especially on the defensive line, really pushed for. You know, they lost an alignment to Ohio State, I think, two weeks ago. Like that, right. like, what are you going to do? You know, right. like that sucks, but they're doing it, you know, um, you know, they lose, you know, if you're talking about recruiting, you know, they lose uh, Chuba, um, which sucks. But again, you know, what are you going to do when it's brand? I just saw he was actually out for the season for Florida State too. Really? I didn't so, see that. I had no idea. He I looked terrible against that Louisville. Happened, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he started last week against NC State. Who, uh, I guess that's who Florida State was playing, and yeah, out for the season. And Jordan Travis is starting against Clemson. So yeah, there's that. There's been um, so many weird like breaks and things like that that have I think gone against Satterfield's way. Um, 
I'm I, I, that's the part that just it just frustrates me because it's it's just really tough to evaluate. I can't yeah. I can't say you it, nobody can speak with I don't think much certainty about even what next season's going to look like. That sucks. Yeah. I mean, it just like it, you want to have more of a feel for it, but to me, like I, I want to say that you know you know the offense is going to put up points or you know this is going to happen, but. I, I don't feel confident in any of that. <laughs> okay. So one, to, let's, let's, let's do the Scott Satterfield thing from one to 10, one being he's Charlie 2.0. He's Cragthorpe. 10 being um, he's Charlie 1.0 before leaving, you know, he's, he's, he's bear Bryant. You know, what do you, what yeah. are your feelings on Satterfield and what kind of coaching prospect he is? Probably a six. Okay. Okay. I mean, if someone wanted to say tomorrow, you know, because I think let's be clear. I I think the fan base, like median fan base before this year would have said seven, eight. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I I, would have, I would have, I would have probably been at seven. I probably would have been at seven and a half. Yeah. I don't think I quite have been any of like, let's see a little bit more, but um, it's just when I saw like, I, I don't know who it was that posted it, but someone posted like the the Bovada odds of um, you know who was going to be Louisville's next coach after Bobby Petrino got fired. Now Scott Satterfield was the last one, but I saw the other names on the list, and I saw Luke Fickle, and I'm like, Ugh, would I take Luke Fickle right now? I, I, I don't know if I I, I might. I don't think I, I don't Luke know. Fickle would come. No, I mean, maybe not, maybe not that, that, that's a whole different discussion, but like, he was like the only one on that list. And I'm like, I wouldn't take this guy. I wouldn't take that guy. I wouldn't take that guy. But this brings me to my second Satterfield question. If he's able to translate the South Carolina opening into a raise, how mad will you be? Pretty pissed. I'll be pretty pissed too. I have people like, I, 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 I haven't told you this, but I have people who have told me that, there's not money there and he knows it. So that's the thing. That's the thing that's going to bother me is like, so, so, so that, so keep that in mind while, while, if we go through this, if, if it comes up that, that it's pretty, that, that Vince has made it clear to the athletic department from beginning to end that there's not a lot of latitude for stuff like that. So if, if if Jimmy Sexton, (laughs) if Jimmy Sexton tries and and pulls a, a, you know, a Nick Saban to Texas special, then, (laughs) then just be aware that it's coming at the, you know, you know, at the penalty of, an athletic department that isn't doing that well financially. That, that, that's the part that'll make me a little bit more mad because it, it feels kind of personal, you know, um, at, at that point, I think in a typical season, it wouldn't make me as nearly as mad, but with, you know, everything coronavirus and obviously, you know, NCAA stuff. Um, and I yeah. wonder if, yeah, I wonder if you'll see less of it because of that. Yeah. Hopefully, so but I, Jimmy Sexton, you gotta buy a new his, house, man. <laughs> his answer during the press conference was about as non-committal as you could get though i will say that um whether he was like surprised you know maybe i don't know it, it, it definitely didn't inspire confidence in me that <laughs> we weren't going to go down this path but we haven't heard about it since which is nice yeah i don't see uh, just like and where this is not a, a south carolina gamecocks uh, but go cox uh podcast um 
I was supposed to go see a South Carolina football game this fall. And I was really, this is a bummer to me, but anyway, uh, I, nation. I don't see, I don't see how they don't go after the coastal Carolina guy, just pay him whatever he wants. Just, yeah. just but anyway, um, they're just going to give money to who free. He's going to be there for two seasons and he's going to get fired. That's what's going to happen. What are you looking for out of the last, these last games? And do um, you think we're going to win any of them? I mean, they're an 18 point favorite against Syracuse. So they That's better, true. I was about to say, they better be Syracuse. Um, Boston college, I think is better than Louisville um, right now. Like talent wise, <laughs> honestly, or maybe not talent wise, but they've certainly played better than Louisville. Um, and then wake Forest, I don't really know. I haven't really watched any of wake Forest, So I couldn't really say, um, so maybe two and one, um, it's going to be really funny if this team, under some type of wild circumstance, I don't even know what bowl season is going to look like, but if they, you know, if they find them what their way in a bowl game, that'd be cool. Um, I, I wonder I'm if sure they almost get a bowl game just because the bowl people know that it would be like good money. Yeah. I feel like we'll have to win one more game and they'll be in a bowl game. Honestly, because <laughs> there's no rules this year. You know? Yeah. There, there's absolutely zero rules. And you know, if they win two games, maybe they will be in a bowl game against Kentucky. <laughs> uh, who, who knows uh, like we're just making it up as we go so you know you can say whatever you want right now you can say that they're going to be at a bowl game against michigan and i'll be like yeah that that sounds right so yeah um but yeah beat syracuse um you know cover against syracuse that'd be great um and then you know be competitive against boston college and be way force two and one let's do it Let's do it. That's that sounds good to me. I th- I think I just I don't know. I I I will say it's gonna be cool to see some of the younger guys that I don't really know who yeah. any of them are, and you know we'll see what they do. And I like I like what we've seen out of guys like Braden Smith, you know, so far mm-hmm. this season. And and um, I'm losing the guy who's who's running back, um, who's young, who we've got. Yeah, on the team. I, I know exactly who you're talking about. We're both gonna forget it. But yeah, we're both right. forgetting the name. That's not a huge deal. But anyway, um, I've, I I. I will say this, you know, I think it's been, it's been hard for me to get super into Louisville football this season. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's that. And there's just kind of that whole part of it. You know, I'm not as I've watched, I've honestly watched like about half the games and it's just been kind of weird. Um, I have used, I have used the scale of you tweeting during the Bobby Petrino era that you were going to go to Huber's as where I am with this team. And I am not on that level, but in the first um, half of Louisville, you know, uh, Virginia Tech, I think, yeah, Louisville, Virginia Tech, I did go like to Yellowstone National Park for like 45 minutes. And then I came back and watched the second half of the game, which to me, like missing like 30 minutes of a game is unheard of. So I missed, not, I missed the first quarter the first quarter of the Notre Dame game, because I was on my way back from taking family pictures. So, and that honestly was, was not not quite on. We're not full on go to Hoover. We're not quite go to Hoover's. That was not quite. And that wasn't quite like a, uh, I don't mind missing this game. It was kind of like that had been set a month and a half in advance (laughs) uh, (laughs) that day. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I think that's all we got football wise. Let's talk about, the Duncan Cardinals, they're back. We'll they're coming back next week with the um with this this multi-team event, which I'm quite excited for. Uh I'm the Wade Houston invitational, right? That's what they're calling it. 
Yeah, man. I would love to get some <laughs> memorabilia memorabilia from the Wade Hughes invitation. It'd be great. I saw our, uh, yeah, Mike Rutherford's like, I'm getting a Wade, Wade Houston Invitational Champions mask if we win it. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> whatever, like, whatever there is, I would tell Whatever there is, I want it. Um, I'll talk about another team. Yeah, Louisville, both both of its major teams and interesting points. Um, I think in between kind of years, even though I think Louisville, you know, prospect-wise is, 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 is as good as it's been. Um, so we just have a couple, obviously a couple topics. Um, since we talked negatively about football, I want to hear something <laughs> positive to start out with, Chris. What are you most excited for for the 2020-2021 Louisville Cardinals men's basketball team? There is no amount of injuries that are that is not going to make me excited for this season because I am just excited to see basketball. Um, yeah, okay. But, dude, I'm, I'm excited to see a backcourt of David Johnson and Carly Jones because I legitimately think – they can be as good as any backcourt in the country. Um, I, that's extremely high praise. The, the um, Carly I, Jones I buzz is like, psh, like people can't real. see my hand going up, but like national, it's not just, it's not just, uh, what's his name? The, the guy from CVS who, uh, who uh, I'm, I'm missing this. Gary right Parish. No, the, um, the, the guy, palpable buzz. Oh, John Rossi. Rossi. And I was like, come on. Yeah. We, uh, what was, we, I think I was going to say Rothschild at one point. Like, that's definitely <laughs> not it. Um, it's not just the John Rossi palpable buzz. It is a lot of people, a lot of places. He's, pr- I think I saw one ranking of like the top 50 players of college basketball and he was like number 11 or something like that. He was a, was it third or second all team all American? It was CBS Sports. I'm pretty sure who, who it was. I think it was CBS Sports. Um, but he was either third or second. I don't know. Some of this buzz caught me a little bit by surprise, to be honest with you. Like I knew the guy was, was a, a long distance shooter. I knew that he, you know, he had arsenal his game to where he could like beat people off the dribble. And I knew he was a scorer, but I didn't expect all this buzz that he's getting. Um, and I'm, I'm definitely here for it. Uh, pulling it up. No, no, it wasn't CBS, I guess. Uh, I guess. But Trace Jackson Davis made it. Um, well, that's very important to always remember um, that Trace. I, I could probably tell you real quick. Um, I, I mean, it, it, it was it was third team, um, and it was idea. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's a very exciting prospect, and I think I, I've, I'm really excited. You know, Louisville effectively. It's not effectively, but definitely gave David Johnson to some degree the keys to the to the to the bus at the end of last season. But it's definitely this season he is the driver. He is all of it, and I'm super excited to see how that turns out. Um, and I, I think like the thing that I like the most about kind of putting like such high expectations on, on David Johnson is Louisville's not really going to rely on him to be like a 20, 25 point scorer or not. Right. If he wants to do that, that's great. But typically when you have such like high aspirations for like a player coming into the year, they're going to be a huge score, huge star guy. And that's not really who David Johnson is. And Louisville fans already know that going into the season. So that kind of makes me excited because it, it, it kind of like, that bus potential um, is, is less than I feel like we we've seen, we've seen what he can do and exactly. how much he can affect the game. And then it really stage, doesn't have anything yeah. to do with scoring. Right. Like it, it's just everything else. 
you know, um, and, and that that really gets me pumped up. But what about you? Is it kind of along the same lines or? I mean, I mean, you know what this is. It's hashtag Big Sam season. <laughs> he's up? actually Big Sam too. He's actually big this time. <laughs> I'm snake bin. He, he, we're normalizing it. I've got, I've got guys, Big Sam, it's happening. Like it's a thing. It's happening. I, he almost... <laughs> I like he, they've been putting out these, those videos every day with like the guy whose number it is, you know, 10 day when it was 10 days until Samuel Williamson comes up, right. he said, so one big enough to compete in the ACC. And he's like, fix that. And he's just pumping iron. You guys can't see me, but I'm like cackling basically right now. Cause this makes me so happy. <laughs> it was he, a big moment for your boy. Um, big yeah, Sam. I mean, uh, yeah. I'm, I pulled I'm, the car over and watched the video immediately. To be honest with you, uh, yeah, the second I saw it, I was, I was, I watched it three times in a row. Um, <laughs> I'm not even like, I'm not exaggerating. Um, I'm uh, Samuel Williamson. Since I saw him, uh, you know, since the, you know, since he committed, I've just, I've just been all about. It. I don't know what it is. I, I just, I, I, I've been on this train, and I'm really excited to see him step into the starting role you know sounds like he's it sounds like he may not start this first game just because he's still coming back from this injury which was like a patella tendon injury which is kind of i was surprised to hear that he was even going to be available for the opener i don't yeah i didn't love hearing the nature of the injury i was kind of hoping like oh just a real bad ankle sprain you know the bad shoulder sprain something like that you know just something that's kind of a pain in the behind but isn't something that could lead to something down the road but I, i might be wrong i'm not a doctor anytime you get a specific body part it usually isn't a good thing right. like i would rather just hear high ankle sprain yeah. than that but yeah when they <laughs> yeah. say it's a patella injury i was like oh, oh, oh. Yeah. but sound i mean i trust the staff it sounds like you know they've been snake bitten a little bit but um I'm just really stoked for him. I, I, I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do, you know, and the fact that he isn't to, he's not going to have to be the second, you know, the, the second banana to, um, you know, it, it, you know, to David Johnson right away is, is very attractive. I think um, that Carlick Jones can, can really hold up his end um, and, and be a big score. I think is going to be, is going to do a lot of wonders for Williamson to kind of evolve into his own. So I'm really excited beyond excited just to see that it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. It's, it's, it's going to be a ton of fun. I mean, the thing about this season is like, in some kind of weird way, these are the type of seasons that get me excited more than others because the floor is really bad. Yeah. But, but the, but the ceiling is also really high. Like there, there's just so many unknowns with this team. I mean, Jalen Weathers could be great. Um, Samuel Williamson could be all American. Good. David Johnson could be all American. Good. Carly Jones could be great. Like yeah. it, you, you just don't know what could get Malik Williams back towards the end of the season and have him healthy enough to make a deep run. Um, and then none of these things could happen. Could miss the NCAA tournament completely. <laughs> like in, in some freakish way, these things get me really pumped up. Like, I, I don't know why, but I, I think there's so much room to grow with this team and, and you're going to kind of see it. You're going to see it from game one. The, the team we see even a month from now is, and it'll look totally different. And that's, I don't know. It's, it's cool. It's exciting. It's, it's also scary. <laughs> and I think, I think also it's one of those things where these, these are the types of teams that 
the fans really get involved in and, and fall in love with. Yeah. It's, you know, yeah, the, 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 the title team is great. The, you know, the team that took us to the final four before that, we're not saying this team's going to make the final four, like that, the, you, 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 the buy-in from the fans is bigger when the expectations aren't that high and you know that you can overachieve and there's that opportunity. So I'm really excited to see the fans, you know, the super, the super six, you know, the, the kids from the, the, the guys from that class are going to, going to feature heavily in this team. And there's going to be a real opportunity to be introduced to them because there's so many seniors and, and older guys on last year's team. Those guys didn't have a real opportunity. So this is honestly going to be our, our real introduction to how those guys are going to play basketball for the next three years um, or two, th- you know, two or three years. So I'm excited to see that. And, and I think there's a real opportunity um, to have fun with a team that isn't necessarily going to be competing for a championship. I don't expect a championship from this team. I, 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 I don't expect this team to be in the semifinals of the ACC tournament, to be quite honest with you. That's not my expectation to be great. That'd be, you know, I think they're going to, you know, I think they're going to get good wins. They shouldn't have gotten. And I think they're going to lose some games. They shouldn't have lost. Yeah. And, and it's going to be somewhere in between. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see it. I'm, I'm, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun for sure. Since we have so many questions point to your biggest question. <laughs> we have that on the sheet. So let, let's we do. see if we can just pinpoint one of those things. Um, because I know mine kind of off the top of the head, but you, you can go first or I can go first. It doesn't matter to me. You go first. You go first. Cause I have a feeling I was about to say what yours was. And <laughs> Mine is just general defensive question marks okay. because you have, you have a lot of these guys coming in. Like you said that whether you have Carly Jones, you have freshmen, you have guys that haven't been, been around the program as much. Um, and I, I don't want to say program because Chris Mack is still relatively new of installing a, a pack line defense, but it, it's, it's a hard concept to kind of grasp. You have younger players. Um, so grasping, you know, a pack line defense, early on in the season, if it doesn't work right away, it can look pretty ugly. It can look like people driving by you a lot. You saw that a lot in Chris Mack's first season early in the year. And people are like, this guy, even the right guy. Um, And then it kind of clicked and it, it, and it kind of carried on to the the season at the end of the year. So, I mean, I think it's just a lot of defensive questions for me, particularly rim protection without Malik Williams. Um, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I had some from last year. I know that teams shot, I think it was like eight or nine percent less from the field when Malik Williams was on the floor last year. That's significant. Um, so, yeah. So just, <laughs> just his presence, um, whether it was at the rim or just kind of roaming around definitely changed the game a lot. Um, so Louisville's obviously going to have to go smaller at the beginning of the season without Midland. Um, Ooh. Yeah, people have been really excited about him. My, yeah. my, I, I don't really know enough about him to, to talk a lot about him. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I, it's just defensive question marks in general. Um, how good defensively are they going to be? Because I think I, I've kind of likened this team a little bit to Chris Max Xavier team that struggled in the season and went to the lead eight um, and almost had a chance to go to the final four, but they lost. Um, but they, they kind of have a little bit of a similar makeup. They were a smaller team. They were unheralded. Um, and they, they, I don't know, the, the guard play just reminds me of them a little bit. And that makes um, sense. they had some, they had some defensive question marks. Um, so yeah, a long way to say, yeah, defense. That's my biggest question. <laughs> um, I, you sort of touched on some of the things I was going to say, which was, is, is specifically the front court. 
um, especially with the fact that you're losing Malik Williams for um, an extended period of time. And so you, you know, we're looking at guys where, you know, who is Aiden Gahan going to be, you know, he was, he was honestly, I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I think, I feel like he was the guy that sort of got the most social media buzz, you know, people like the idea of a guy from Ireland being, <laughs> you know, the, massive dude, yeah. the Irish Hulk people loved that. You know, what's he going to be this season? Uh, it, what's JJ trainer going to, you know, you know, from nearby, from Bardstown, what's he going to bring immediately? Uh, you know, you saw Dre Davis got the gold jersey this this week. Apparently, he's impressing um, now that he's had a few more weeks under the pack line training under his belt. Um, you know, Quinn's Lazinski, what's he going to be? Um, and of course, Amy Williamson, who's going to be, you know, who's going to, who's a forward as well. Um, but more specifically, the four and the five outside of Malik Williams, who is this team going to be? What's going to be their identity? You know, this is Malik Williams's last season. Um, so the future of, of the team is is in those guys' hands. And what's that going to look like? I, I even miss Jalen Withers, who, um, you know, I feel like I feel like every two months I see on a on a message board, Jalen Withers is doing better than people assumed he would be at this moment. I was like, OK, well, what does that mean? So though all you know, those four guys, you know, are we going to see are my man Gabe Winitzer or Wiz, Wiznitzer? <laughs> no, and that's I mean, that's the thing is because the nature of this season without any, you know, scrimmages or even open practices to the media is you're not getting as much as that information and a baseline to work with, because you can point to like, you know, if these two or three things happen, you don't expect all of them to happen. But if these two or three things happen, this team could be really good. Exactly. Um, So, and and that's the thing is like, you, you just don't know. I think like just throwing curveballs out of here, I think JJ trainer is going to be a little bit better than people think. I think he's going to be able to actually get on the floor and contribute. Um, I'm not extremely high on Aiden in the second year. Hopefully he surprised me. I'm very high on Jalen Weathers, but I'm, I'm just throwing these things out there. I don't know. either. Yeah. Uh, these are, these are just kind of my impressions as, as we go into the season, but everyone's working off that baseline of limited information. And that's what makes this even more confusing. Definitely. It's, it's going to be very interesting. And, and that's, you know, it could be the positive as we're talking about. Um, so what, what the next question I have, I, th- I think is, is adjacent to this. What's something that people are not talking enough about for you, Chris? I'll start at the bottom because I think it's probably the most important one. Um, because say you, you kind of get this front court kind of figured out and, you know, Jalen Weathers is solid and Nathan can come in and spell and, and give good minutes. The next question you got to ask yourself is who the hell is going to give um, David Johnson or, or um, Carly Jones, any breaths. And that's where you come to Josh Nickelberry and yeah. just how good he is. Um, and I, I literally have no clue. I know he's been dealing with some type of injury. I don't know if it's an ankle injury. Um, Ooh, I'm I'm gonna say it's in his oh, you're saying Nickelberry. Yeah. I think he, I, Nickelberry, I, yeah. I'll pull it up, but go ahead. Keep going. I thought it was an ankle. I know he's been limited in practice, but I can't exactly remember, but you want him to be a guy that can just come in and give 12, 13, 15 minutes a game and not, you know, turn the ball over and just be solid. Um, So I I think that's probably something that people aren't talking about enough is, does this team have any guard depth? 
Um, because if they do, that would be a big plus. Um, because the way it looks right now, both David Johnson and, and Carly Jones are going to have to play extensive minutes and, you know, you kind of get into deep ACC schedule and that's, that's going to take a toll eventually. So, um, that's, that's something that I haven't really seen much discussion about that. That kind of worries me a little bit. That definitely worries me. And I, and I think, um, yeah, I, I think that's a big question. Um, for me, it's honestly how this team, uh, it's how this team, I think, stacks up with, you know, some of the biggest, the biggest names, uh, you know, I, I they're the, the AP pre what, 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 I mean, the ACC preseason, they were, I think, marked at fifth um, yep. in, in the preseason poll. Um, I think this is, you know, what is, I'm always interested in this ACC, you know, kind of the makeup of the conference is the way it is now. Um, you know, you have Duke, Virginia, usually at the top, North Carolina last year, Florida state was up there at the top and Louisville is in there. And there tends to be a line demarcating a tier at some point, you know, maybe there's a top two or a top three, a line. And then Louisville tends to be in that second tier. I'm concerned that, you know, you're very high in Miami this season. Um, you know, Syracuse, another team that's getting some love, some shouts, Virginia Tech as well. Um, where does Louisville fit in the hierarchy of the ACC this season? Is this, are they? So I think, I think in other words, you're, I think you see in the ACC a lot, you'll see like three or four teams, sometimes it's five, and then a huge drop off. So I think you're, you're kind of asking is Louisville like on the, the positive side of that drop off or are they, are they on the bottom side of that drop off? Exactly. That's my question. Yeah. I think that's not what we're talking about. And that's, there's been a lot. Um, so I'm really interested in seeing, you know, what's, where are they, you know, what does that mean? Um, and, 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 you know, it, it remains to be seen kind of what, you know, what that's all about. But as I said earlier, I think this is a team, that's going to win some games. It wasn't supposed to, the team is going to lose some games. They weren't supposed to. So I'm very interested in seeing that's, that's why I think we're not talking as about is, is how they match up and how they fit in with the rest of the AC. Cause I think that will have an impact in the years to come. Um, if we're talking about this as a bridge year. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, really know a whole lot about Virginia. You assume they're going to be good. They have some I just assume they're good. From, I assume, I assume yeah, the Keaton I mean, Clark it, it, is somehow going to be way more effective. It's just a safe assumption that Keaton Clark is going to be averaging a double-double for whatever reason, although I'm not really sure he could beat me one-on-one in basketball, but that's another discussion. Um, North Carolina would definitely be improved. I think Garrison Brooks is probably going to be I, I would peg him for the ACC player of the year. Duke has a little bit more question marks than I think people are leading on. I'm not as high on Florida state as other people. Um, and I am high on Miami. So yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I think we'll say it a lot, but there's going to be some games that Louisville shock some people and I'm going to be totally for it. I think early in the season, uh, something we haven't mentioned, I do think early in the season with, with games against like Seton Hall and UNC Greensboro and um, Evansville, you're not really going to see as much as against Evansville, but I think you'll see it a lot against Seton Hall. I do think that they're going to be able to take advantage of playing small just because teams don't have any film on it. 
Um, I, I think they're going to, I don't know if it's going to result in them beating Seton Hall. I think right now I would actually pick them to beat Seton Hall because of that. But mm-hmm. I think they're going to have some success playing small because, you know, people haven't seen it. People have never seen uh, Louisville go so small. They're used to having Malik Williams and the way they play around Malik Williams. They're going to probably maybe potentially start Jalen Weathers at the five, which would be really <laughs> cool. I'd love to see it. Um, but yeah, I think they're actually going to have a little bit of success with that early on because it's just going to kind of confuse some teams. They haven't seen it. So, yeah. No, it's, it will be super, super interesting. Um, let's move forward to expectations, which we sort of started talking a little bit about. Um, yeah, I'm going to pull up the schedule right now. Okay. Do, you, do we need to do like the Mike and the Mad Dog like uh, Bill Simmons does? <laughs> we don't. I'm not exactly sure if, if, if we're ready for all that, but yeah. Um, Chris, do you think that Louisville is going to win the Wade Houston Memorial Invitational? <laughs> <laughs> well, if they do, I got to find a way to get some, like a championship t-shirt. Um, I, I have them in that stretch. Let's see. One, two. I have them four and one. Actually, I have them beaten seed. No, I'm probably going to be in the minority. I think most people would have them three and two. I have them losing to UNC Greensboro because I think that's a really good team. I think Wes Miller is a really good coach. You have them losing to UNC um, Greensboro. Hmm. Yeah, I I, I, I think Wes Miller is a really good coach. I think that's a that's a pretty, you know, senior laden team. I think they're a good team. So I think they'll give Louisville a lot of issues. Um I have them beating Western. I have them beating Prairie View. I have them beating Seton Hall. And I have them beating Evansville. So yeah, that's four and one. Does that result in a? In a <laughs> I don't know what the rules uh, of the. Is it, <laughs> is it uh, double elimination or is it round robin or? Maybe, I think it's maybe, who has the best schedule at the end. Okay, so maybe UNC Greensboro would have to lose to a different team if that happened. Um, but yeah, that that's that's what I have right now. How about you? I I. I don't know. I, I don't know a ton of of what Seton Hall is going to be this season, to be to be quite honest with you. I mean, they don't have Miles Powell anymore. So um, I feel like they're going to be not as good even as as Ken Palm gives them credit for, uh, which is they have them at 50. Um, so I'm ready. I, I'm perfectly fine with saying that they win that game. Um, Western Kentucky games are always really weird. That's my only note here. I just have zero respect for Rick Sansbury. So I have zero respect for Rick Sansbury as well, but weird things happen against Western Kentucky as we've seen over the years. Yeah. Um, and they're, I mean, they're picked like, I think this is the third straight year in a row. They're picked to win Commerce USA and they never do. Bassie's <laughs> so, I mean, gone, right? Bassie's out? Bassie is gone, yes. And oh, still they have to win the conference. But they have, what's his name? They have Zion. Oh yeah, Zion Harmon. So yeah. that guy's gonna drop thirty five on us. It's not even a question. <laughs> like, <laughs> like <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, I, I I don't really know. I'm not gonna pretend to say that I know the you know the individual makeup of UNC Greensboro, but I do know that they have a lot of experience. And I was really shocked that Wes Miller didn't get hired by Wake Forest. Honestly, um, he's a very good coach. So I, I think Louisville playing a team that early in the season, um, just a just an older team like that, similar in the vein of Wisconsin, I think it's going to give them issues. Um, so yeah, if I had to pick one game for Louisville to lose in that four game stretch, it would be that one hands down. 
That makes sense. I, I mean, I get it. I, I, um, I, a really close buddy of mine, his, uh, his girlfriend went to UNC Greensboro. So when I told him, he's like, oh man, we can't lose that game. So I've just been thinking of him that whole time, this whole time <laughs> since you said that, cause that would be, uh, that would be a bummer. Um, I'm just, I have the, uh, I, I have the draft on, I'm like totally distracted because RJ Hampton does not know he's just been drafted by the Bucks. Are we getting in Jordan Ward territory? They don't have a hat. They just said it on his head. He's so <laughs> upset. <laughs> that was actually, Amber brought that up to me. Um, how's the hat situation working this year? Did they just send them a hat from like 10 teams? <laughs> I think like, all the teams are in it just in case. Okay. Because like, obviously crazy shit happens. Trades happen and things like that. Like, Hey, I, yeah, she brought that up to me and I'm like, that is a really good question. I need to research that and see what, see what's going on with that. Um, but yeah, I think we're getting relatively close to Jordan war territory. Aren't we? Yes, we are. I think that's what the uh, OKC is picking out 25. Um, there are rumors that he was looking at uh, they were that the Raptors were looking at him at 32 or 31. I did see that. So Tyrese Maxey's already win. Who who took him? Uh, the the 76ers did. Okay, that's a terrible spot for him. And uh, the Magic took uh, took Cole Anthony. Also who was very uh, <laughs> very emotional about the fact that he gets to follow in his dad's footsteps. As um, oh, but the breaking news, which has already kind of leaked out, is uh, that Clay Thompson has suffered an Achilles tear. Oh no! I didn't. It's on his other leg, isn't it? It's on his other leg. Yeah. Oh. But the back-to-back ACL Achilles tear, like he's just like, yeah, he'll probably shoot great, but that's not going to be ideal for the rest of his career. Jesus Christ, dude. I just saw it. Oh, my God. It makes yeah. me sick to my stomach. Yeah. Okay, so he's taking Emmanuel quickly. That's a perfect spot. Good for him. Yeah. So that's going to be good. This is the first um, year first year of Cal's career, before we get back, this is the first year of Cal's career uh, that he did not get a lottery pick. So Cal in the hot seat. Really got <laughs> really to think about it. On the podcast, this is their Super Bowl. Game broken first. This is oh, their I, Super Bowl, Chris. I, I, I was I was on that this morning with a few Kentucky fans. I didn't even know they <laughs> slept this morning um, with the the biggest night of their program going on today. But oh, dude, that that Clay Thompson news just oh, man, I was tough. honestly like I, I know people have their feelings about the Golden State Warriors and that's cool, but I was really oh, looking forward to seeing the the Splash Brothers back. Um, as a basketball fan, man. I'm I I I am a I am a Warriors hater, self-professed. Um, but Clay Thompson, it's just uh, I love him. I'm a big fan. He's a baller, dude. I'm a big fan. That, that, that so bummed to hear about it for him. Um, but we were talking about non-conference play. Uh, yeah. What are you yeah, expecting? We what are you expecting out of this team when it comes to the big names? You're talking about Wisconsin and Kentucky. Um. I did I see that West Wisconsin was, they did like a straw poll of um, athletic writers, basically like what team you expected to drop out of the top 25, the quickest. And Wisconsin was the second, second choice. Iowa was the first. I don't know anything about Wisconsin. I know nothing about Wisconsin. They're seventh in Ken Palm. 
I don't know what the preseason Big Ten. I the only thing I have seen that I've just looked up because I've I've researched a few things. I know that they're one of the oldest teams in college basketball, which is always the case. I was actually yeah, about that, to say it like, seems to always be the same thing. Yeah, I'm pulling. I'm pulling up. I can't. I don't know why it's it's not easily available here. That's 2019. So maybe they haven't put it out their preseasons yet because I can't seem to find it. But yeah, I mean, if you get through, you get through the the first four games of the season. Um, oh, Illinois, I forgot are, is is like projected to win, right? Illinois and Iowa, definitely the two, the yeah, two best teams. Yeah, Illinois and Iowa are projected to win the this big is, game, and Wisconsin will be the second. But if you get through the first five games of the season, and, and you're say you're four and one, you go to the Co Center, you lose a, a, a close game. You're four. I just want to see them be to, close there. Yeah, right. And then you're going to NC State and Pittsburgh. I, Pittsburgh, I am extremely low on. They turned it so poorly at the end of the season last yeah. year. Um, I think they lost really a weird situation. Shape. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I think you could go into the Kentucky game with six wins, seven wins. And I, I think you got to feel pretty good about yourselves. Um, and then whatever happens against Kentucky happens. Um, but I've heard over the last few weeks and I, I don't know if it's, the shock of the injuries or Malik Williams getting hurt. I've, I've heard anything from little fans from missing the tournament to, to <laughs> sweet 16 to elite eight. So I, I think if you, you know, you go into the Kentucky game with six wins, two losses, you feel pretty good about yourself. I do. I feel good. I, yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I would like to be seven and one. I would really like to be seven and one, but I feel pretty good there. <laughs> I think the also the thing is I I'm fully prepared for Kentucky. This to be the worst game in that series. I don't even think, I don't even think the Gulf is bigger than most other years between the talent wise. I just, I think of a team that's going to take advantage of not having Malik Williams, which I, I think the timing is there that he could play, but I don't expect it in the slightest. Um, a team that can take full advantage of that is, is Kentucky just athletically. So yep. really, you know. I would totally, totally agree with you. Uh, so I'm not excited for that in the slightest. <laughs> um, and I, I don't know what's your, what's your, what's your like two minute take on Kentucky? How good do you think they're going to be this year? Um, I think BJ Boston is really good outside of that. Um, you know, <laughs> I'm not exactly sure. Um, this this smells like, and like this happens every year. To me, this, this smells like a, a year that Kentucky's a little bit better than people think, honestly. But this smells like the classic Kentucky year of they're going to lose a game early that they shouldn't have lost. Then they're going to beat us probably closer than people expected. It's going to be a closer game than people expected. Then they're going to lose some SEC games. It's the, the, the Mike Rutherford has listed it out. It's like, how did we like, we, there's no way we're going to beat these guys. Oh wait, we could beat these guys. We lost to these guys. How the hell did we lose these guys? Oh, well, maybe it's okay that we lost these guys. Jesus Christ. I hope they don't win the title again. <laughs> I, think, I think my hottest take on Kentucky is that SAR isn't going to be as good as people think. Um, okay. just that, yeah, that, that, I think people think he's going to be like 
around second team, third team all American. And I'm not quite sure that it's going to translate just as well for him. I think he benefited a lot, a lot last year in the ACC of not being like the primary player that was scouted for Wake Forest a lot. Yeah. Um, So I, I I don't know. I, I, I just think, just kind of feels that way that he's not going to be necessarily as good as people thought he was. And then it kind of goes into the the scenario there is if he kind of underperforms, you also had it with, with the Stanford transfer, you've had it back to back years. Um, I don't know that that's just kind of like my two minute take on Kentucky, but yeah, we'll see. That works. That works. Uh, ACC play. Where did you, where do you have Louisville in the ACC this year? I'm trying to pull up, I'm trying to pull up the record that I had them for, but I have because yeah, you listed this out. I think when I did it, first thing I got twelve and ten. Yeah, I actually did or ten and ten. I I can't remember. I'm trying to see. I, I tweeted it out. I'm trying <laughs> so, to see if I can find the tweet. We're so well organized. The pod is back, baby. Yeah, that's <laughs> I, I do remember that I had them fifth and that was like the day before they did the, um, the, the preseason, um, picks that actually had them fifth. Yeah. The predicted ACC top 10 finish. I had Duke, Virginia, North Carolina, Miami, Louisville. Um, so yeah, I mean, I have them right now getting 12 wins in ACC play. You said you had 10. You, how many did you say you had 12? Yeah, I think I had 10. I think I was more conservative. Yeah, I had a range of like, I had a range of like 10 to 14. I said that. So it's like NC State, Pittsburgh, Boston College, Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech. I had them in that stretch. I may have had them going 5 and 0 in that stretch. And that probably was the biggest difference between me and you, I would say. Because I, I think like the, the, the ACC schedule gave them a lot of like favors because that yeah. the beginning of the slates pretty pretty friendly towards them obviously they have kind of like the murderous end of february they got North yeah it's like it, it happens every freaking year now it's just like a thing it's it's so weird like it's and then they have they have a really tough stretch though they have that uh, january 16th at miami january 18th versus florida state then duke then boston college but then at syracuse at virginia and people always get weird about Syracuse. I think that's like in, in, embedded in mobile fan it is. DNA. But they're always, just not very good. But it's at like Syracuse. You, I'm always, it's at Syracuse. <laughs> it's not the same at home. We always whoop them at home. It's at the Carrier Dome. I don't know what it is, man. That place just gives me the heebie-jeebies. Um, no, you're not. You're not the first. Like I, I've talked with a few. Everyone does. No, I, I think you're absolutely right. I've. I think there are a few people that had like. 11 10 wins and i was like curious who they had them losing to and a lot for whatever reason every person had them losing at syracuse i'm just like i mean they're not very good i i think louisville has to take advantage of you know i think they have to sweep that i think they have to sweep pittsburgh because i don't think pittsburgh's very good at all i think they have to win at wake i think they have to win at boston college at the sweet boston college honestly and i think you have to win at home against syracuse and you have to win at home against Virginia Tech or Georgia Tech. Like these yeah. are these are must. Uh, I'm for, worried for about me. Virginia Tech. Something about them. Shortest team in the ACC. For what it's worth. Okay. Okay. They were also the shortest team last year. I don't know how that happens two years in a row, but yeah. 
Short yeah, and I mean, Louisville's bigger this year than they were last year. So, yeah, I mean, maybe not now, but <laughs> that's true. okay. <laughs> I think so uh, fifth the, in the, the ACC. So, as I said, I'm not. You know, I'm a little lower on this team. I don't. know. It's not that I'm a little lower. It's I'm not expecting a top four finish, so I'm not expecting them to make it to the final echelons of the ACC tournament. Do you have them um, fifth as well? I don't, I, I don't have like an, an hour marking, but I take the teams I would rather have the teams. I have them over, I guess I can just, just kind of say this, right. Um, Duke, Virginia, North Carolina. I don't know. We, I, I don't know enough about Miami to, to have, to say that they're better, but I will say okay. Ken Palm is much lower on them. And you they've got Ken Palm has Louisville at 28 Syracuse at 31 Virginia tech at 32, which is kind of an interesting cluster. The, all those teams within four of each other to me. That's interesting to me. So that's what I'm you talking about. Lo- talking do about you like. have Louisville over Florida State? No, I don't. Do you have Louisville over Georgia Tech? I have Louisville over Georgia Tech. I think I, have, I, Virginia Tech scares me more than 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 Florida State. Or than, than Georgia Tech. I mean, Virginia Tech scares me more than Miami at this point. I don't know what it is. Virginia, I just think Buzz Williams is a good coach, and he's not there anymore. What am I, Gabe? What are you, what are you saying? <laughs> Mike Young scares me is what I'm saying. Mike, uh, Mike Young's a good coach. Mike so Young's you're, a good you're, coach. You're, you're I'm sorry. Stands. That's what I'm saying. The Wolford from Wofford. I, I love yeah, Mike Young. That's, he correct, scares me. Correct. He's good. <laughs> he's a huge, huge fan, yeah. <laughs> Great fun. No, I get it. I, I think I would actually lean to Georgia Tech scaring me a little bit more, but then again, it's Josh Pastor. I can't. So. I, I like I, even <laughs> when we lose to Josh Pastor, I'm like, yeah, that was us losing, not Josh Pastor. Wasn't that the sickest loss of all last season? <laughs> it sucked. That was, was such a stinking ago. feeling. Oh, was it? Uh, was it two years ago? Goes. No, it was last year. Yeah, it, it was, was last, last year. year. You're right. Time is not even a real thing anymore, so it's fine. All right. So NCAA tournament, um, do, do you have any, like, we had very strong denotions last year of an NCAA tournament that didn't get played. And I'm pretty sure it was second week in a bust. Um, I think that's where we landed on. Where are we at this year? I think the goal is still second weekend, but I'm not mad if they lose to a good team in the second round. I could see them being what, like you're looking at what, like a six seed and you lose to the three in the second game. Like, you know, yeah, you're I'm not a little that higher. I, I'm a little higher than this team on, on the, on this team than people, other people. So I think yeah, my, I hear you. my um, biggest concern with this team, I, I and I probably should have been clear from the start about this. My biggest concern is Malik. And I, I'm just worried he's not going to be healthy this season at all. He's not going to be hundred percent. No, that's, I mean, the, that's just my biggest concern. The Malik thing is legitimate because like by the time I had already kind of made up my mind on how I felt about this team, it was factoring Malik in. Yeah. Like I had already like the injury didn't happen early enough for me to not like factor him in. So now I'm going back and, and looking at it and it, it is difficult to kind of like flip that switch of saying, you know, not there. Um, but I still just, I, I, I think you can never put much of a premium on having two very good guards that can score. Um, and then if you just get something from uh, Sammy Williamson or you get it from Jalen Weathers of, of like a legitimate scoring threat nightly. I, I think that's where this team gets really good. So I think I actually have them closer to like a four seed. 
Um, and then my expectation would probably be sweet 16. So, yeah, I mean, it, we're splitting hairs. Uh, yeah. We're and, and not I, much different really at all. And it's, it, this is such a subjective thing, especially a little bit higher. We just, we just, I, I think there's a really good chance this team is trending upward at that time. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm just concerned that that end of February, early March schedule just beats this team down. That's just what, what scares me every year when I see that, that stretch and, you know, knowing you've got to play at Virginia, the last game of the year, every freaking year. And that just, it's just demoralizing. No, it's, 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 it's legitimate. I mean, it's like the biggest thing for me, one of the bigger things with this, with this team is like, who is going to become that? We talked about it last year. Who's going to become that vocal leader? I still not sure like who that guy is. I, you know, with Malik Williams, you would hands down say it is Malik Williams. Not Malik Williams gone. If things are going shitty in a game, who's going to be that guy who's like, you know, this isn't us. Let's go on a 10-0 run right now. And let's figure this shit out. Don't know who it is. Maybe it's David Johnson. I don't think it's Samuel Williamson. Maybe it's Carly Jones. Um, maybe it's, I don't know. And I, I, mean, I no, I, I think those are all legitimate concerns. And I think, you know, that's what we've been talking about. It's like, who's going to emerge, who's going to be, cause uh, you, you need, you need a, a fourth and a fifth guy to step out. And, and if, if we can't, you know, if we can't rely on the league for half the season, then it's just concerning. Um, okay. We're going to finish this out with the preseason picks. Who is your let's start from the bottom and we'll end with an MVP. Who is your comeback? I don't know why I'm saying comeback player, but like who's I guess that's you it's your non-freshman player of the year, the guy that didn't really have a good season last year. Most improved breakout, player. most improved breakout player, probably better, that type of thing. <laughs> I'll say Sam, man. Fuck it. Like, you, I'll, I'll say Sam that okay. he I, I, I'll say Sam Williamson. I'll say that he kind of like, I, because I, I rode the train last year of him being a one and done. Like I legitimately, yeah, you legitimately. Now, these are things that I legitimately thought. Um, and well, we were just, now, we were like, such believers in Sam at the two. We just, we, we were, we were so hard into that. And at every yeah. juncture, Mac shot us down. But we were the believers, and even <laughs> even when he did blame at the two, he still shot us down. Um, but yeah, dude, I am. I think it just comes down to Sam as being a little bit more aggressive. Um, I, I think he has all the tools. Obviously, you talked about you know that the size improvement. He's going to be able to stay on the court longer. He's going to have to stay on the court longer, yeah. even if he doesn't want to. Um, so it's going to become down to to him being more aggressive. Um, there are a few. I don't know. I've seen a few videos of like the Miami game last year. And there was another game where he, maybe it was Michigan where he played well, had six or seven points. Right. And they got a lot of like action on him on like back screens. And they were just like rim runs to the basket. Yeah. And it was yeah. like, he had yeah, two, just, just, yeah. Dunk, yeah, just dunk the ball. Um, so he's going to be able to do that, but he's also going to have to find ways to like, late in the shot clock they're they might go to him and be like create your own shot um so if he's able to do that um i think this team will be really good and i think you'll be looking at him and saying man he's definitely the most improved player on this team so yeah i would roll with him makes sense makes sense um i'm gonna go with jalen withers 
just because I feel like, as I said earlier, I think, uh, I think there has to be a front court person to, to, to break out. And I think if we're talking between the guys of Aiden Agehan, Quinn Slazinski and Jalen Withers, I, I, I feel a little more strongly about Withers. Just, I think his physical profile, um, fits better i think he you know i, I actually went back when, when we were talking you know last time like a month and a half ago when they were talking about Jalen withers and pressing at camp i went back and watched you know look at some of the the profile of him and he seems like the type of guy who you know he he could work hard he's he's got a high work rate you know it seems like he's been putting in the effort at practice um you know i could see him, this team is going to need somebody to take over um the rebounding role um that that was the this team was very good yeah. at rebounding last season um and and you know obviously they're going to they're going to heavily heavily miss Dwayne Sutton so i th- i think if someone can pick up that piece i think Jalen Withers a little more in terms of the work rate could do that than Sam does. I think Sam's going to be relied upon more for scoring. Um, you know, and he, he won, even though he won the slam dunk competition, um, you know, he averaged nearly a, a double double in high school in his senior year, you know, and, and um, had, you know, he's a almost, freak athlete. Too, he's too. a freak athlete. And I just think he's the type of guy who's going to really, um, it seems like he's been able to hone his basketball skills a lot more just based on what we're hearing. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of tabbed to this. Also the fun thing about it, his cousin is Jair Alexander, which I, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I just remembered that looking at his, his roster moment. Um, so yeah, I think that's my pick for sort of breakout guy. Obviously Sam is my guy, but I think for reasons that will be clear later. That's not my pick. <laughs> uh, freshman, right who's, the, who's the freshman that you're you're keyed in on the most i think i'm most keyed on quinn Zizinski just because people think he's a lot better than i think he is we talked about that at the beginning of the show is like i know and like i don't mean any like disrespect to yeah. the kid like and he's not technically a freshman for intents and purposes. I'm going to call him a freshman for the part of this because he barely <laughs> played last year. Um, so yeah, we're, we're, we're going to call him a freshman. So I'm kind of cheating here. I don't even care. I just realized that literally after I said it, I still see him as a freshman. Um, <laughs> but I wanted to work Quinzinski in here because like people, there are people on Twitter and on social media that have a very high opinion of him. And I don't really see it. Um, so I'm excited to see him. I'm excited to see if he can actually, you know, stay on the floor defensively. I'm excited to see if he can be kind of a knockdown shooter. Um, you're obviously looking for players on this team to replace the shooting of Ryan man and Jordan Moore. Can he come in the game, you know, and play 10, 12 minutes and knock down a couple of threes in crucial moments. I don't know. Um, but there are a lot of people out there that seem to think he can. Um, so I'm excited to see it. So yeah, that would be my cheating choice for fresh. That's your, your, your cheating choice. I'm going to go with your man, JJ trainer. <laughs> Let's go, dude. Because um, I think you know, I, there's been some word about Jalen potential, Jalen Withers potential playing some five. I think JJ Trainer is going to have a lot of opportunities, especially early in this year, um, playing you know, playing three, playing four. Um, 
you know, is giving some breaks and I'm really excited for him. You know, he's a long, you know, he fits the Mac mold to me of a long dude. Um, He's got athleticism, you know, I'm really interested in seeing how he fits in this system defensively, because I think this is like the type of guy that just is like, this is who Mac loves to, to, you know, to recruit these long dudes. Um, And, you know, pretty you know pretty highly touted you know for a kentucky guy coming out of the state so you know i think there's going to be a level to that to this for him i'd love to see him get a few nice plays against uk that'd be great i'd enjoy that i'll I'll say that there there are people on the staff that seem to think he's a pro so i've there are there are people that say that that. i I, i've actually heard that from from people that you know i i trust i i don't think you're gonna see that this year but yeah they they're really excited about him Hmm. Good to hear. Good to hear. Um, MVP. Who's going to be your MVP this year? Um, Carly Jones. Okay. I, I'm in love with the dude's game. Um, I, I think, I think he's going to benefit from, I think out of all the people on this team, he'll benefit from reduced crowds inside the Yum Center. Yeah. I think he'll benefit from reduced crowds uh, on opposing teams because he's coming from a school like Radford and he's going to be so excited and so pumped to you know prove that he belongs in the acc and that he can play that sometimes i can kind of like you know screw with you 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 kind of overperformed right so i think without having a crowd that'll help him i think the dude is a lights out shooter i was a little bit concerned about his ability to kind of create his own shot but i think i've seen enough you know just watching highlights i'm guessing like anyone else but i I do think he'll be able to score enough and create his own shot and I, i i don't know I, I am rolling with the Carly Jones train. I was a little late on it. Um, I was a little surprised by some of the accolades that we saw. Um, but I, I think he has the potential to be just as good as any of the, you know, the Trey, the Trey Lewis, um, you know, Damian Lee. I, I think he can be just as good as any of those. Guys. Damian Lee is the name uh, I keep thinking about just having that type of season. Um, I, I think that's definitely possible for him. And and I think that's the goal and I would love that for him. You know, he seems like a great kid. He's seen, and he's, he's had a great summer. It's one that the gold Jersey so many times. So I'm definitely, I'm definitely stoked to see him in a Louisville Jersey. And I think the fans um, have become well conditioned to falling in love with, with, um, with grad transfers. So I don't think he's going to be any different. I'm, I'm really excited to see it. I'm really excited to see it. Uh, my music, it's gotta be, it's, it's gotta be big Sam Williamson. And um, you know, I'm, I'm a broken record, but I, I do, I do legitimately think the, what he's done, the work, the work that he's, he's put in obviously this summer, it seems like he's really taken to heart the, you know, um, he's taking hard the, the the criticism and the the you know the 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 uh, feedback on how to improve his game. And you know, you said last year you thought he could be a one and done. You know, why can't he be? Why can't he be this year's Obi Top? What's preventing him from being that? Obviously, yeah. Louisville's not going to have that type of season. I don't I don't see that. But I think in terms of having that type of of regard, you know, like jump. He could add a type of leap and that type of difference or, you know, um, why not? Why not for him? Why can't he be that, that type of athletic guy? I think, I think that's a, a, a potential and um, that's his ceiling for me. You know, just that's, yeah, I mean, that the, type of the, leap. The, the thing that sucks for him is like, if he goes into this year and he's just like solid and he's not great. Yeah. 
Louisville fans are already conditioned to, you know, talk about Wayne Blackshear to talk yeah. about the guys who have underachieved and they, they're just going to be putting that out there. And that sucks because it's, it's not really fair to him or it, and it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's the status of the program, but I hope it for him. I, I, I think Sam deserves it. I think he's worked really hard. I think he's really talented and I, I think all the tools are there. Um, just got to do it. Let's be clear. We also, I mean, we haven't mentioned David Johnson enough in this podcast. I'm just we haven't thinking. talked nearly enough, nearly enough about David Johnson because it, it's like almost one of those things that you just kind of who's who's take, some people are projecting to be a top 15 pick in the you know, a lottery pick next year in the draft. Um, that's I've seen that you know so best guard since Donovan Mitchell. I think we can pretty much say pretty easily. I mean, instantly. I don't think I don't think yeah. it's a question. And I'm really I I, I just want to talk about him because I, I'm really excited to see a full season of him after this injury and just gosh I mean that Duke game's going to live in the annals of this uh, you know that's that's just like a historical win for this team so I'm I'm I, I'm super stoked to see what he gets with a full year and um, it seems like you know he also looked like he kind of bulked up a little bit so yeah. excited to see it very excited to see it well Chris I think that's all I had did you is there anything else you want to talk about no, I was glad you got the David Johnson uh, just mentioned in there because yeah, yeah people are going to be mad like we're going to talk about David Johnson here and not, never talked about. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, I'm I'm just super excited for basketball to happen. I think I'm more excited this year than I have been in some past years, just because we had that taken from us the NCAA tournament. Yeah, um, I'm I'm really pumped, dude. I'm going to be watching these these three o'clock games that of the third clock for games yeah. Uh, yeah the the of the what is was the invitation we're playing in was the wade houston the way yes i'm going to be watching every game of the wade houston invitational <laughs> um just just to see um some basketball man it's going to be great it's going to be fantastic. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited to get this back and you know, it's, it's a weird time. So just, I'm just stoked, man. Just, just stoked to have that. Um, all right. This is a great pod. We're going to pod. I I'm going to be, I mean, next, next week, next week is Thanksgiving. So we'll try and get something out, but I, I, I can't make super promises. I'm taking vacay. Um, <laughs> going to try and stay safe while traveling, which is going to be fun. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll, we'll definitely, but we'll, the pod is back. We're definitely going to be talking about basketball season. That's you guys know, that's, that's, that's our forte. That's what we love. Um, you know, we love football too, but you know, we're, we're obviously we're, we're Ken Palm heads We're we're in the trenches, um, with this, uh, I can't wait for Chris's analytical tweet storm after every game. We're going to get deep. We're going to get deep again. Man. And Hey, like we got to plug, we got to plug capping by Chris. We got to plug it right here. It's just the man's on fire. So get at, get at him. The soccer, the soccer game is going really well right now. We'll say that. I've never seen a man pick up random European (laughs) international friendlies quicker than this man has. He's over here tweeting about Belgians versus the Dutch. Uh, that's fun you were in on it. wolves one game. You're like, yo, yeah. man, wolves. I was like, yo, <laughs> wolves. <laughs> um, so shout, <laughs> huge shout. <laughs> yes, sir. 
uh, we and also that we literally timed this with the uh, with, with the end of the first round of the NBA draft, and and Jordan Wara has not been drafted, so he will be a second rounder. But I would guess he's in the first five picks here. It seems like he was a borderline guy. So, yeah, that was good. This is fun. Thanks, thanks for coming back, Chris. Yeah, dude, I'm excited to be back. I'm excited to have more free time, and yeah, hopefully we'll be recording a little bit more regularly. Now. We'll be recording a little more, and 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 you know, working from home is uh, helps me a little bit in in, in organizing stuff and doing it. Um, and we're just going to be locked in. You know, this <laughs> I'm probably just going to lock myself in a room till I get a a vaccine in my arm. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, hit us up if you got comments. You know, share the pod as always. We appreciate everyone who listens. Thank you guys. And we'll see you on the other side.